Hi, I'm Kyra Carlin, and I'm so excited that you decided to sit in with us on BU Unapologetically podcast. This podcast for me is the thing that created my life. I have been living my life behind closed doors, feeling like I had to show up for everybody else. It wasn't until I decided to show up for me unapologetically that I started living my life. I'm on a mission to help women find who they are and love themselves every single day to show up as them. I want you to be you unapologetically. So stay tuned for the rants, the raves, and the side notes of all the things that I have going on in my life to help show you what's possible for you. I want you to be you unapologetically. Hi guys. So on this week's episode, we're actually going to change it up a bit. Um, I had a dear friend of mine, Mary True. She has her own podcast. If you have not checked her out, it is Sipping Tea with Yours Truly. And she is on all major podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, anything, iTunes, Google, all of those things. Um, Her and I go way, way back, and she is somebody that I have always had such a good connection with, and through this journey, through my growth, through just finding out who I am, um, we have crossed paths again after years and years, and with her journey of having her own physical transformation and her really personal growth journey of loving who she is and being proud of herself and being herself unapologetically, she interviewed me for her podcast. So I thought it would be a fun episode to kind of give you guys a little bit of a background. I have done a couple episodes just kind of explaining who I am, where I've come from, Um, but this kind of takes it from a different perspective, and I hope that you guys will enjoy this. It is a longer episode, but it is quite a bit of commentary and detailed information of where I came from and how I have gotten to where I am. So I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, so today's guest I have known for 10 years, 10 years in January, I think I was actually informed, (laughs) over 10 years in January. Uh, We worked together in sales, and to be perfectly honest with you, I honestly wasn't exactly sure how to feel about her then. I can't really even say that I didn't like her. I just didn't quite feel like I knew who she was, Um, and I'll let her explain that butterfly effect herself. But fast forward to today, this queen is someone that I love, I admire, and can truly and proudly call my friend. She has literally helped change my life. She has changed so many lives and continues to do so daily, but I will let her tell you more about that. So without further ado, I do give you my queen, the Kyra Carlin. Welcome to the show, my dear. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for having me. It was like literally like pulling teeth, but Lord, was it worth all the teeth pulling. Absolutely. We both are just busy, busy working like girls that are not taking no for an answer. That's how we got here, right? Yes. Like not taking no for an answer. Yes. Um, I think it's funny to look back on where we started, where we are, where we came from, yes. who we were, who we are, and what our goals are now. So for those of you um, who she was talking about the butterfly effect. Please explain. So I want to tell you a little funny backstory between Mary and I is that we literally worked in the sales department together. And the kind where you don't work right next to each other, but you have to really coexist together and everything has to match. And we all kind of have to do the same thing. Yes. And we are both dominant people. <laughs> so it was like, I don't, I don't want to love you because I need to be right. 
like, I also know that you're right, but I don't need you to know that I'm right. So we definitely had that like kind of bantery back and forth. Like, let me tell you how to do this. And I will be honest. So for my butterfly effect is, um, I found my, like it's health and fitness journey, but I really found myself through my health and fitness journey because before this, I just was someone who was everybody. So yes. if someone else was loving this and doing this, that's what I was doing. I needed to be what everybody else was doing. I needed to dress like what everybody else was doing. And I mean, now I have hot pink hair. So <laughs> there's that. I've kind of given up that role and turned into the fact of like, I want this for so much more and so many other people. And the way that we have really reconnected is by me being myself. And yes, that yes, kind of yes. led me to... My fitness journey for sure um, is definitely my, you know, my foot in the door, if you want to say, but my podcast is the thing that I feel like has been the thing that's actually changed my life by showing up as me, which is called Be You Unapologetically Podcast. You can find it on every social media form. Everything will Follow be Follow me linked. on Instagram. Don't you it's worry. on Spotify. Yes. Everything. Yes. So, and that's kind of where Mary and I's relationship, I, I really feel like has grown more than anything to do physical. Yes. Um, but thank goodness we both are on that health train. We are making ourselves feel better and like act better. And it's, it's so much more than having our bodies change. It's really just having our lives change before us, which I think, I mean, for being super honest is the end goal for everybody. When you're trying to change your physical body, Preach. you're chasing that happiness of what you think that happiness looks like. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was doing before like whenever I was my little caterpillar mm -hmm. I was just like eating all the leaves that I saw everybody else eating because they were happy when they were doing it so that's what I need to do right and it come to find out like girl I eat flowers I do <laughs> not eat leaves and it's about time that I figure that out so yes I think yes. it's really great and funny how our relationship has come full circle and how now we are both taking great care of ourselves health-wise and really moving our bodies and our minds forward all the time Hence the reason we both have a podcast. So yes. I'm super excited for this. Yes, yes. And honestly, you guys, like this is this is why I wanted her on the show, you see, because she is the light in the darkness. And she has, whenever I say that she's changing lives daily, and when I say that she changed mine so much, like I have always been an outgoing person, but as far as truly and honestly being and talking to myself a certain way and just making sure that I'm being the best that I can be. She, Kyra, has literally changed, helped, gave me the tools to be like, hey, um, this might actually help you if you do it this way. And mm -hmm. this might help you if you, you know, dive into this and this is this, this, this. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to jump off this cliff with her and see if, you know, <laughs> the way she taught me how to flap my wings are actually going to, you know, a boom, I'm a butterfly too. Let like, me see if I can be a butterfly. Yes, yes. It reminds me off of the bug's life, you know, when the caterpillar just wants to be a butterfly the whole time. And he's just like, I just can't. I just can't and then he finally leaves and lord did he get his little butterfly wings like oh my they god tiny but they is mighty and that's yes. what i feel like it's like if you just believe girl you gotta get those butterfly wings but you gotta take the plunge and you gotta go through that waiting period you gotta go through that hard time in order to get those wings like you know take it back to the bugs like that movie it took him the whole damn movie to get yes. those wings once he complained when he when they were little bitty not once because guess what they still made him fly it may yes. have been just half his body he still got what he wanted 
Mm-hmm, girl. Uh-huh. Who would have thought we'd be talking about a bug's life? <laughs> What's so funny is literally just this past week, I mentioned uh, uh, that exact quote to somebody else for another random reason. So full circle in all ways, this universe is too fun. <laughs> so I'm yeah. telling you, the law of attraction is real. Don't get me started. It'll take me off a total topic, but absolutely. I I'm I just said that today for something else. I was like, oh, the universe. Like it's it's got to quit playing with me for real, for real. So, okay, so I have a bunch of fun questions. Honestly, some of it's about favorites, some of it's about your early life, personal Perfect. career goals, et cetera, like that. But I think what a lot of people um, you know, you're you're small town famous in my eyes, you know what I'm saying? Like, but the cool thing yeah. is you don't have that like yet okay celebrity factor where like we can't touch you you know what i mean if that makes sense i don't really like to be touched i hugging <laughs> is okay that's about the extent that i really go to but yeah yes. for sure yes well the cool thing is like i say with this it makes it so that if somebody wants to be able to get to know you a little bit better they don't have to one invade you or you know vice versa so it's just nice to be able to get to know you know somebody that I call and consider queen. I think I call you queen all the freaking time. Like, let's you be, do call let's me queen enough honest. that my daughter now wants to know who, who she can call queen. I'm <sighs> like, just, just don't right now. That just you makes don't me understand day. what it means, so don't call your teacher a queen. Thank <laughs> you. Home anytime what, soon. What have I started? <laughs> okay, awesome. I love that. That just makes my day. Um, okay, so getting into, let's just go into early life. So. I like to ask this question, especially with females. How young are you instead of how old? I am 29 years young. Very good. I Very am going to be celebrating my, what we're going to call dirty 30. <laughs> um, 30 flirty and thriving on yeah. January 1st. So I am pretty excited about that. I have never been one of those people who looked at age as a number. Um, I think that's very apparent because my husband is actually 45. So yes. age has always been nothing that has been a factor on anything. Um, I've always been an old soul. Yeah. And my parents have always said that I was that kid that was the person that was around the card table, you know, when it was midnight and you're supposed to be laying down and I just yes. had to be in their conversation. I've always been that person that just wants to be around and in the know. So yeah. this is me always, I'm always going to be the older person, no matter how old I am. For sure. So barely 30. We've got dirty 30 coming up. Very exciting. Very exciting. Okay. Where are you from? Well, for anybody <laughs> who um, is listening to who is not local, it is pronounced Casey, Illinois. And if you do not know, it is the hometown of the world's largest everything. Yeah. So we have the world's largest rocking chair, ruler, golf tee, key, birdcage, mailbox, like... <laughs> I wish I was kidding of me saying it's the world's largest everything, but no, it is an actual attraction downtown. But that they accumulated all that after I had moved out of that hometown. And yes. now I currently reside in Greenup, which is a whopping nine miles away. Okay. Okay. Honestly, if I hadn't, and I've seen other picture, other people, if I hadn't seen pictures of this, because I've been to Casey, not Casey, y'all, Casey. Um, I've been there myself, but like back and forth in and out through and never really stopped in. And again, like you say, now they have these really cool sites, which are the largest everything. I would not believe you when you say like the largest mailbox, like you can literally walk inside this mailbox. Yeah. Is that right? you, okay. And it's an actual working mailbox. You literally can walk up. It is five flights of stairs oh my gosh. to get to the top. 
and there is a mail slot and it literally goes through the mailbox at the oh. bottom and they pick up the mail from there every single day. There's mail that mail is delivered there. That is the wow. only way to get registered as whatever it is. This is a fun fact for you. Yeah. To be, because they are like Guinness Book of World Records. In oh. order to actually be in there, it has to be functional. So in order to be the world's largest mailbox, it had to be a functional mailbox. And Shut it is. Up. That is so cool. Uh, see, I'm learning something today, guys. I really just thought there were these random ass things, these stupid inanimate objects, but they are real things. They are functional, real stuff. Okay, Casey, 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 Illinois. <laughs> yep. You know, it's, it's what I would like to say. Paul Bunyan would fit in very well there because yes. he will have the fork, the shoes, the chair, the mailbox, <laughs> knitting needles. They oh all are functional God. and they all work. No, that's okay. Now I'm really going to have to go there and do a little field trip because I really just thought these were random ass items that n had no need for them to be there. So that just makes my day. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So question about school. Like, did you graduate high school and did you attend college? Yeah. So I love this question. Yes, I did graduate high school. Um, we had a huge class of 98 people Woo! in my graduating class. And then I did go on to our community college. Um, it was, it's tiny, you know, everybody who doesn't go to a big college goes to this college. And mm -hmm. I actually only went for one year. I went for business management and accounting. Mm -hmm. um, and my parents had said like, as long as they're paying for it, then I cannot go for cosmetology because that's what I wanted to go for. Gotcha. And they paid for one semester and they were like, so we're not paying for it anymore. And I'm like, well, if you weren't going to pay for it, I would have <laughs> went to cosmetology school. Right. And then that's where I got my sales job where we worked together. And right. so I actually dropped out of college. Sure. Um, and that very, very ironic part is that I was just there visiting today. I was asked to come and speak to college kids about running their own business. And I'm like, it's funny because I quit college and I'm back here talking to people about running their own business. So full mm. today is legit full of full circle moments. That is outstanding though. Like just to, so you literally, you went to this college for about a hot second and then you now f fast forward so much time and we'll get into it a little more. You went and spoke at this college. Yeah about yeah. being successful and for so 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 long like i was to the point where i described this today um so many times i would go to and i remember it so crystal clear enough that like it was a trigger that happened to me this last um few weeks ago i would go to a dentist's office or a doctor's office or anywhere where there was like a secretarial position and mm. like someone you would get checked in or someone would take a phone right. call i used to walk into those places and feel like like they were, they were, they had more authority than me. Like I could not have that job because mm. I didn't have a college degree or gotcha. I would walk in and have that feeling of like, well, I wish I could have a job like that. Like for so long, I downgraded what I was capable of because I didn't have a college degree. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was really funny today where I'm like, I'm asked to come and speak to these kids about options that have nothing to do with college. Like mm. my success in business and my podcast in everything that I am currently venturing in, which it does seem to be like quite a bit whenever they were asking me what all I do, I'm like, right. well, I'm a coach. I'm a health and fitness coach. I'm a lifestyle coach. Um, I run a podcast, which also has a clothing line, which has its own website. I'm like, well, I'm kind of doing a lot actually yes. now that you asked me that. And it was like, 
and I do not have a college degree. So mm-hmm. it was mm. a full, it was a full, good, good, full circle moment. Wow. Well, I really like that because honestly, uh, it's, you know, I think in the world that we live in today, even we'll say even yesterday, if you will, like it's almost an expected thing. There's still parents out there. I feel like that expect that out of kids, um, that they have to go to college. They have to get a four year or more degree. They have to have do this, do that, et cetera. And so it's just, it's really, really cool and very inspiring to hear, you know, that check it out, kids, you can actually become successful on your damn own. If you put in the hard work, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to, the answer is right there. Consistency and putting in the hard work. And that's Mm -hmm. where, that was today's kind of topic led to and I was there with a professor and he kind of kept being like but don't forget if, if you want to come if you want to come to here if you want to come here then you can also do you know a b and c and I was like right. yeah you know you can you can or you can pick up your smartphone and run a business you know so do whatever you want but what I do and am extremely <laughs> successful yes I like that I like that Okay, well, as far as early life, there was one more question I had, which was, what was the biggest hardship that you had to over- could f- overcome Excuse me, from your childhood? So that could be anything personal. That could also be, you know, something once you got a little older. I mean, you obviously overcame your parents, not, you know, that little hiccup with college or whatnot, but anything else right. that you, you know, find to be one of the biggest hardships that you overcame from childhood? I really think it, it's hard to say childhood because like, I had a really, I mean, I had a normal childhood and I look back and I'm like, it was not normal to other people. Right. <laughs> I had my, my parents, um, never spent any time together. My dad was a truck driver and he was gone Monday through Friday and he was home on the weekends. And mm. whenever he was home, he would be doing hunts and, you know, fixing things and was just, was gone. Um, yes. and so I grew up with my mom who was on the other side of the trucking company. Like she was the one who would get him the information to tell him where to go. Um, And she was very much like, did not want to be a part of our lives. Like she had children, but then once she had them and they were self-sufficient, she did not want to have to take care of them. So I remember just like little things of, you know, junior high, like whenever I had a game or something, it was a definite drop off. I'll pick you up when you're done doing all of your stuff. And there were no, you know, basketball games, cheerleading games, band, all that stuff, like they wouldn't go to it. And Mm. so I think I look and I'm like, oh, I had a normal childhood because I think it's normal for people to put a bandaid or cover up on things that you don't really want to realize that it's not normal. Mm -hmm. And I just, all through it, it was fine. Like she didn't, my parents didn't see me for any of my proms. Um, They they did come to graduation. So that was good. very much like when it was going on I just said everything was fine and then when I grew up and then I had my own daughter then it kind of brought light to like wait a second this is not what parenting should be like Mm. so as much as it was it was not traumatic it was my trauma my trauma of this thing of chasing being good enough and I know like looking back now that I have a grip on my happiness and like what causes me to feel alone or feel like I'm not enough goes back to how I grew up as a child because it was a constant person like Tony Robbins says it best like who did you crave love from the most and like for me it's really hard because I have to say both like I just genuinely was always trying to get their attention so I was a straight A student like I did great I graduated with honors I you know did all the things I was supposed to but it was always not enough and then growing up and then having my daughter and then my parents got divorced it was like 
okay, so I really was just painting a picture of what I thought was better because of the story I was telling myself. Um, right. And I think that's one of the biggest things for kids in general, like the story that they tell themselves to paint the picture so that they can be what they would call quote, quote, normal. Gotcha. Damn. Damn. Yeah. I, uh, I was like getting a little teary eyed for a minute there. I'm like, my daddy was at all my games and he was loud as shit. We couldn't get him to be quiet. And my mom even, yeah, you know, no. gosh, my parents Isn't were the first, but I, mm. it's so funny how I almost think it's a coping mechanism. Um, like we just, we go into survival mode for anything and everything that we do. Um, and other people like that would have crushed you. Yeah. And while it should have, it was like, but this is your reality. So if you don't want to be miserable, you're going to have to just make the best of it. And I really right. think that's has been what's got me here okay. because I don't take no for an answer. Like, or if I get a no, then all right, I'm going to ask a different question because mm. that's not what I want to hear. I don't want to know that you did not want to see me, your own daughter, get ready for her prom. Like, I don't want to think of that. But so the reality is I got you. that's what it was, right? So instead it was like, oh no, it's okay. I know you already had plans. I can drive myself. And mm -hmm. I know that mm -hmm. I have made excuses for my family, like for most of my life. And it's mm -hmm. been the reason that I'm able to, I think, be successful now. Hmm. Damn, that's deep. Because yeah, I definitely didn't have a lot of that. And I've always been like, I mean, I'm thankful and happy that I had, you know, my parents and oh God, too many family members would be, you know, just cheering me on. I'd be like, man, if they don't leave me alone. But at the same time, like I, I you know, I see what you're saying with that, that, you know, them, the lack of them being there, you could have went a different way, but you were like, oh, you know what? I'm just not going to ask the question that I already know the answer to. I'm going to handle this and just be like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll still find my you know, be seeking attention, but I'm not going to be like, oh, you didn't give me that attention. It's cool. I'll try later. I'm going to try a different yep. way. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And knowing you now, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So thank you for sharing that. That's, that's pretty, uh, that's real deep. That's whew, okay. We're going to move on. Cause I'm going to get sad just thinking about it a little bit too. So, okay. She's like, give me something good. <laughs> it's, it's, it was really good. Cause you are so wonderful. And I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, me thinking of, you know, non- involved parents does make me normally makes my blood boil but at the same time it's like you know oh you're so wonderful I would love to see you in your outfit so you know just that kind of thing but okay so I my next questions are more in the personal aspects of you but as far as like you mentioned already you have a daughter do you want to touch a little more on that or just you have a fantastic yeah daughter? so <laughs> Cadence is my daughter and she is literally a miniature me. Mary can totally attest to this. Um, she just is so obsessed with me. Um, I think this is where I always get emotional and it really ties into like how I'm successful in my business and my life and what I do. And it really ties back to the kind of mom that I had before this, you know, mm -hmm. my mom is still alive. We don't speak, but it's just because it's, not it doesn't bless me and that was sure. something that was really hard for me of removing my emotions mm. and the front load because I always know I'm always having to pick myself up so I just think of like and this goes with anybody not just parents but like people that they have to be around you know who is it that you are having to literally talk yourself up to or making excuses for to be around them 
So if you are making it an excuse of, well, she was really tired and she always has headaches whenever, you know, this happened, because that was my story. I always, it was be quiet because we have headaches, you know, don't be too loud because she will get a headache and then you're going to have someone, you know, she's going to be grouchy and then you're going to be mad and you're going to have to leave. So it just was like, just be quiet, go take care of yourself because then you can still spend time with your mom. Mm. And I think of that, of like my life of coping like that. And it turns it around into, I am an exceptional mom to my daughter because of the way that I was raised. Um, I know a lot of people become a factor of their parents. So, I mean, it's really two choices. Like you can either be a repeat or you can be the opposite. And I, every single day, make the choice to not act like my mom acted to me. Um, But my daughter is, she's eight years old, going on 18. And she definitely, she just is obsessed with everything that I'm doing. And I know it's because she sees me so happy. She sees me just so proud and wants that like she wants that she wants it right now and the Mm. confidence that she has is because of the way that I show up and how I show her you know if you do if you take care of your body and you don't eat you know gummy worms 15 times a day you are gonna feel better when it comes to nighttime and the same thing when it comes to positive self-talk I my negative body image which started my fitness journey started whenever I was in third grade when my dad like asked me like if I was going to wear this shirt for picture day and let my fat roll hang out like Mm -hmm. those were the words that he said to me and it was like I remember that shirt it was white it had a red like the collar was red the thing on the arms were red and it was like digging into my skin right and I was I was overweight as a child and I know it's because I was coping with not getting attention. So I would just eat food. Um, And that I was in third grade when that happened. And I know from that point, it was just a snowball effect of being very conscious of my body, but like also being mad. So then I would eat more food. And then I would be mad that I was overweight. Um, But I look at how I was in third grade and what I said to myself as a child. And it breaks my heart to think that my daughter would ever say those things to herself. Mm -hmm. But then it makes me unbelievably proud because I'm like, I don't, like, I don't genuinely have that worry right now because I was doing her hair yesterday, like standing in the bathroom, doing her hair. And she says it right in the mirror. She goes, I am so pretty. Oh, it just broke my, like, it broke my heart in the best. Like it was so good. Cause I was like, you, you want to say those things to yourself. How look at what you're doing for your daughter, like in third grade. And she looks at herself and she says that I realized it's because I went through all of that shit beforehand. That makes me this kind of mom so that Mm -hmm. she gets to be this kind of woman. And Mm. so, yeah, absolutely. Like having a kid was one of the absolute best things that I ever did because Mm. it literally gave me no option of like, I absolutely want to be the best for her. So this is, this is a non-negotiable. Um, I, she was six years old when I started my journey mm-hmm. and my bear, like my before picture, I still have it saved on my phone is a picture of me and her standing with my shake. And I said, I will not turn around. Yeah. And I have never quit from there. Mm. I could go so many, so many different You're directions right. with that. Like, <laughs> laying it on me wow i mean and the the big thing that i think of too like you mentioned your dad and like what he said to you and how that obviously which in hindsight we're thankful for his 
that bad behavior because it, you know, helped create you into this wonderful light. But at the same time, like how, um, I think the word like permanent that was like, I don't know if that's what I want to say, but like that message was quite permanent to the fact that you now are like, yep, opposite of that. We don't talk to ourselves or anyone else that way because we know that this, this can stick, not just like, you know, sticks and stones, like they don't hurt. What the fuck? They do hurt, you know? So, and I just Evidently, love Evidently, you ain't had hard enough words thrown at you if you okay. don't think words don't hurt. Shoot. And so the fact that she stood in the mirror and without prompt was like basically some Lizzo shit. Like I she am legit. a queen. Like and yeah, that like, I am so pretty. I'm like yes, yes girl. You are. Yes girl. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. Okay. Well, before I get more sappy, I, I want to go into love languages. Um, something that you actually well, I I read it before, but you talk a lot about on your podcast also. Again, that is BU Unapologetically Podcast by Kyra Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> so please check it out. And I will have that linked in the show notes. Um, the five love languages by Gary Chapman are receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. Mine, as I think anybody that knows me in person, <laughs> is physical touch. I am always- I knew you were going to say that. Always touching. I will hug Kyra whether she likes it or not. And <sighs> I mean, you know, if she really doesn't want to hug, like I'll try to not hug her, but it is what it is. But that's mine, physical touch. Do you mind if I ask, what is your or yours, you know, your love languages? Well, I love this question because it's one of the things that I, it is also, if you can't tell, I'm a talker. So I have to explain no. all of my stories. I can't <laughs> just tell you something. Yes. So my love language has actually changed. And I kind of want to, Ooh. it goes back with all of this, right? So you thought you were just going to get this quick answer. And I'm like <laughs> telling you my deepest, darkest secrets. But yes. so my love language before my journey, before all of this was physical touch. Okay. Uh, I thought the only way to have love was to be able to like love you, touch you. And the same goes with like, as a young girl who feels like she cannot receive love, the only way that I can get you to love me is through physical touch. Yes. Okay. So for me, I felt like the only way to get or receive the love that I felt like I was missing mm -hmm. was to be physical. Gotcha. Which then turned into whenever I started my fitness journey, like that happened all through you know, 16 through 25, we'll just go from there because that's kind of like the years that I truly was the lowest of my lows. Um, I mean, it started at 16. Like I remember, you know, driving my car in multiple times, like thinking like, what if you just, just completely totaled your car and no mm. one would have to worry about you anymore. Mm. Like, I know that's a lot, but that is, those were the thoughts that ran through my mind multiple sure. times. And it was just kind of like, would life be easier that way? So in order to cope with those things, like I definitely was a physical person. Um, like loving was the way that like I knew how to love, like just let me be physical with you. Sure, and sure. then um, when I started my journey, I definitely turned into like, okay, I started losing weight and physical wasn't my thing. Mm. I actually didn't want anybody to touch me. I became very anti-physical of like, for the first time, I was very possessive of my body and like I was very proud and also like it just was mine. Like sure. I was very possessive. I did not want anybody to touch me. And my poor husband like had has gone through the battles with me because when he met me, I was at a really low po point in my life. I had just had my daughter. When I met him, I was actually still pregnant. Mm. 
but I wasn't with him until after we had, I had cadence, gotcha. which is a whole other story. <laughs> um, but like, so he was with me in a time where I was like the most depressed of my life and he loved me then. And I was super physical. So then I go through these changes and then I like flip of a switch and like, I don't want you to touch me. I don't want any of that. Like I need you. I need you to tell me you love me. I need you to show me you love me. So then I went through stages of, I was a gift person. Like if you were not giving me something, you didn't love me. You didn't care. Mm. Um, so my love language like turned into gift giving. And I, you could tell me that you love me all you wanted, but what I needed to do was for you to show me, gotcha. but I also need you to not touch me. Right. Mm. So it's just like, oh my goodness. Well, I say my physical journey is one step because now I'm at a completely different point in my life. My physical is not my main focus. And it was the beginning of my journey right. um, starting in January, 2016. Like physical was all I worried about. I needed to just be small. And then I did a bikini competition and went from a size 19 to a size two, went from 225 pounds down to less than 130 pounds in less than a year and a half. Like my mind went through the ringer. And at this point I am the smallest I'd ever been and didn't want anybody to touch me. Right. And that to me was like speaking wonders because for my whole adult life, I was just praying, like, let me be smaller. Like, let me get sick. Those were thoughts that went through mm -hmm. my mind. Like I just need to be smaller. So then I'll be happier. And then I get the smallest that I've ever been. And I just wanted gifts. I needed you to show me. I needed you to do things for me. I needed you to do those kind of things like buy me flowers, buy me a purse. Like those were real thoughts that I had in my mind. Mm -hmm. And then whenever I was there at competition, um, literally you could see my hip bones and my ribs. And I stood in the mirror and I cried because I hated how I looked. Mm -hmm. And it was that moment literally that I bought You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And it was my competition was in Louisiana. And that's a seven hour drive from where we are. And I finished that book on the way home. And that was when I feel like my actual restarted because I started finding out my triggers, my things that were making me have coping mechanisms, my things that were band-aids and things that were just, I was covering up because I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing when I really dove into personal development is when I found myself. Right. Okay. So now, now that I am truly like, I'm, no one's ever going to reach their best. You will always be in striving to your best self. Um, mm -hmm. But I am the best I've ever been now, physical, mental, emotional, all the things yes. that you yes. could be. Um, my love language is words of affirmation. So I need to know that I am helping you. I need to know that you appreciate me. I need to know that I matter. I don't need you to buy me things. I don't need you to spend money on me. Quality time is another really good one for me. That's definitely my second love language is quality time. But I think it definitely goes hand in hand with words of affirmation. So text messages are great to me. Um, shout outs, like the kind of recognition, that stuff, it, it shows me that you care. Mm -hmm. And spending time with me, like you taking your time. So it's not my time that I value. I already know that I have it and I know that I matter. But when you value your time enough to spend it on me mm -hmm. is when I'm like, I feel the most love. Like somebody, they text you and like, I, 
I, I need two hours with you. I need a day. I need a whatever. And let, and not just, I need, I'm planning it. This is what we're doing this time. Get yourself ready. Cause we're going to be, it's girls yes. day or it's us together, blah, blah, blah. That's so them taking it out we of their just had own time. A, yeah. We yeah. just had a real big like goal in our business that we reached and it was amazing. And, um, I don't ever like to be let down ever. So I never set expectations. And mm. I, you guys threw me a surprise party. Mary was part of it as well. <laughs> and it was, it was one of the happiest days of my life. Like Aww. my wedding was above that, but just barely. Like yeah. I love my wedding. My wedding was awesome. But that party was the most, because I was in tune with myself and seeing women who genuinely wanted to spend time with me yeah. was the absolute best gift. Like I did not need gifts. I didn't need presents. Their time of spending and choosing that I was good enough. That's how it feels when a quality mm. time, it feels like I'm good enough for your time. That is my love language. And it's super hard that. for those to understand um, who don't value their own time. Sure. Quality time is something that those who don't appreciate it, don't understand it. Hmm. As a person who is crap with time or has been working on getting better at time, meaning me, uh, yours truly, I think, honestly, I just now literally understood the, me the meaning of the love language quality time because I literally thought it was just people spending time with you. People, mm -hmm. like, you know, the other opposite end, you're saying, no, 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 no. It's the fact that somebody else is taking time out of their busy schedule or even not busy schedule that you are such a genuinely important thought to them that they're like, no, no, I blocked this time out for us. There's, I'm that giving is it. you this yes, time. I'm, yeah, almost as a gift in a way too. But like, this is the, wow, whoa, mind fucking blown just now. Because I really was always just like, people in their quality time, you can, have, you can spend time with anyone. Like, oh, what an aha mm -hmm. moment. But I get that, honestly, especially now, you know, again, kind of a full circle moment. Like you talked about your parents and things like that, like as we get psychological here. But like, I get, I see that you know, making some sense too. So obviously in your growth and what you, yes. you go through, you grow through type thing, you know, like, wow, wow. I'm, I'm really, that's awesome. That's, that's really cool. And I mean, I think it's wild that your, your love language has changed. Love languages have changed so much too. Like that you, especially as a physical person, I'm the physical toucher. Like, I'm like, I don't know if it's just the the happy hippie in me that touches everybody. Like, Hey, I got to know and feel you by touching you and then their energy. But like, that's just really cool that yours went from that to all of those around. And yeah, I don't know. That's just awesome. <laughs> I also think it has a lot to do with like, um, not necessarily covering up, not, not covering up, but like, it's easy. Like for me personally, gifts are easy. Physical mm -hmm. touch is easy. Oh yeah. Okay. Words of affirmation and quality time are things that you genuinely have to mean like, mm. right. So you can give a gift and it could be jack shit. Or you could, you know, be physical and yeah. it can mean nothing. Right. But quality time, and I mean, quality time is the most, but like words of affirmation and quality time, those I truly believe have the most meaning, but it's because they're my love language. If, and someone else could be like, that doesn't, like you could, that means nothing to me, but girl, when I touch you, like, I love it. Like, it's because right. that's your love language. Right. Um, I love, I love love languages. They are one of the things that have changed my life and my business because like my daughter is a quality time person. Yeah. She already understands this. It's not that she needs your time. She wants you to give her your time. Like gotcha. she wants it. She wants your attention. And I know that because she'll ask me to do things with her 
all the time. And it's like the people around you will love you with their love language. So if mm -hmm. your husband constantly leaves you notes, the other one is acts of service. And a lot of people instantly go to dishes and trash can. Like that's not what they're going to do sister, but what they are going to do is do their job, but make sure you know, they did it. Mm -hmm. So, Hey, I took out the trash. Hey, Hey, I, I did this. Like yeah. they just need you to know they did it because the reason they did it was because that is their love language. So my husband is 100% a physical touch person. Like that is what he loves. He needs all the things. So he will love me that way because that's what he needs. Mm. And I will do the same thing for him. Like, you know, I will send him like love text messages kind of thing because that's sure. what I need and he appreciates them, but it's not what he needs. And gotcha. it's learning to go with whoever you're with, like friends, family, you know, your kids, they will love you the way they're asking to be loved. So if you keep wondering, like, why are we two ships passing in the night? Because you're not loving with their love languages, you're loving with yours. You're spending quality right. time with someone who needs physical touch. Yes, learning that about my husband who is not a physical toucher, that he's more, I think we went with the acts of service. Like he, I was and just going to give that. <laughs> I was going to say acts of service. He definitely prefers like, you know, if he comes home to a clean house type of thing after work or if he, you know, any type of act, action towards him or even involving him, he's like, Oh, wow. You did that for me. Like, you know, that's definitely yes. his that turns it on. So me for the longest time being the physical toucher, I would bombard him with hugs or touches or handholds or caresses, which he can't stand. Cause he feels like there's something crawling on him. Like we have a friend that does the same thing. Uh, shout out Renee. <laughs> uh, you know, she does it. She feels like there's bugs on her, which I totally get that. So when I would be, you know, my love tank, as they say, would be empty. I would be like hugging him all over the place. And he's like, love you get the fuck off which of course he would never say that to me but say that way but right. it was get off of me like i'm 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 done with that and i just was like why don't you love me what is wrong with you what's wrong with me yeah and so learning like okay so in order to speak to this person over here who is fluent in chinese i yes. must speak you know what i mean their language and i'm over here literally like english 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 and they're like me no speak like i don't speak that so stop it and speak the language you know that i speak so then you switch it to uh, i or even you can tell them that you did the dishes or even if you just do the dishes they'll know the dishes are done they'll see the dishes are done and they'll be like oh okay and so now it's really great we're at a place now where like the other day i was just i was in a moment of frustrations and things like that whatever and he could just tell that i needed a hug a came hug. behind me gave me a hug and held the hug. That's another big one. You know, give me a hug is one thing, but you held the hug. I was like, he's like, you seem frustrated. And I just used to yep. like, exactly. You guys can't tell, but we are breathing deeply and exhaling. <laughs> <sighs> That's exactly what happened. And, and he held on. He's like, do you feel better? And I was like, yes. And I don't even know what the hell was wrong with me. I just feel so much better. Thank you. Like, and I didn't have to ask him. I didn't have to, you know, prompt it. And he didn't yeah. say hold on longer. So yeah, that's, it's a beautiful thing once you can get to a place where you both are understanding even a little bit, let alone in the, you know, a little bit of understanding with it is really great. And then once you get to a place where you're just like, yeah, it just flows. So either way. I really think nice. one of the best things to do, obviously the book by Gary Chapman is Loveling, Five Love Languages is great. But the other one, and I should know, maybe you could look it up and put it in the show notes, but mm. the book is actually called The Love Dare. This is great for couples or 
husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever you got mm-hmm. going on. This is actually for those who feel like they're missing. Like they're missing what it is. Like maybe you are the ships passing in the night. Maybe you feel like everything you do annoys your husband or maybe everything your husband does annoys you. Like if right. you feel like you cannot get the, you know, the upper leg and you don't feel like you're making any progress or maybe you're at a standstill with your relationship, mm-hmm. the love dare is amazing. And it, it does go off of love languages, but what it really does, it works all five love languages and every single day it gives you a task mm. and it gives you a task of saying like, okay, what I need you to do is do this for your spouse. The reason, I, and it is, it is a Christian-based book. Okay. Um, it is wonderful. And it is um, also a movie. But this is me telling you, you can't watch the movie and figure it out. You uh, do have okay. to actually buy the book. Okay. The, the movie is great. It's a great date night movie. Um, but it is not one, one, don't watch the movie before you do it, because then they're going to notice that you're doing it. The point of doing it is to do it silently. It's mm. to do acts of service or goods, or it's, it's working all five love languages, but without them knowing, and you are going to figure out their love language. And it's going to literally drive your relationship in the, in the forward front. So a lot of time, like in the movie, um, it explains Kirk Cameron. I don't know if you guys remember, um, growing pains. Yes. Yeah. So he is the main guy in this movie Nice movie review for you guys. (laughs) And he literally, like his wife is just, they're not talking, they're not spending any time together. And she starts really having a crush on this doctor at her job. Mm. And her husband is just like, she tells him she wants a divorce and he just isn't ready. And he just is like, give me some more time. Give me some more time. And his dad gives him this book and he just follows through with the thing. Um, all the things that it says. And it's, I don't know, a couple months has gone by and his dad asks him like, what day are you on? And I don't remember the exact day, but let's pretend there's 50 days in it. And he mm-hmm. says 74. And his dad's like, so you're done and it's, everything's not fine. He's like, I'm not done fighting for her. So he is continuing to do all of these things because he wants to know that he, no matter what, he has done everything he can to love his wife to his best abilities. Right. Um, and it really takes it back by the time the movie's over. I mean, I'm not spoiler, but spoiler alert. She's like, I don't know what you're doing, but I want to. I oh. want this for us. And he like tells her everything. And this is an actual book. The movie is based off of a couple who did the book, right? Gotcha. Okay. So if you feel like you can't figure out what your husband's love language is, or maybe you feel like your husband is driving you nuts, maybe you're the wife who is looking at that doctor at work. Mm. This book is for you. Mm. It's called The Love Dare. The Love Dare. Okay, yes, we'll be in the show notes. It has been written down because we are going to, yeah, I'm interested. I mean, things are pretty great up in my marriage, but you know, things are gonna always be, we would always work, do some more work. Always be better, 100%. Yes, yes. Ooh, love that. Okay, The Love Dare. Guys, well, don't forget the show notes. Okay, (laughs) so on a lighter note, but still a more wonderful note, we're gonna go to career. making you like almost cry every time for real honestly i do say that like talking with really good uh, like-minded in a positive way friends is like free therapy and i think everyone little uh, plug about mental health everyone needs to be working on their their mental health state which is a thing daily not just a oh we need to get there and now we're there but um 
I think it's important to therapy. Therapy is a good thing. Therapy is not bad. People need to get that stuff out of the dark ages. Therapy is good for you and counseling and things like that. So yeah, I like that. I like that you took me to these places basically (laughs) because you know, sometimes you you don't get that all the time and it's important. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so career-wise, um, I'm really excited to talk about this because I know that you like to talk, but I think that you will love talking about this especially. Um, yeah. Okay, so when, and we'll just take a little bit further back, but when did you first start working? Like, how old were you when you got your first job type of thing? So I worked for my parents. If you guys remember me saying that, like, they own their own trucking company. Yeah. Um, I started working for my parents when I was 14, and I worked for them until I was 16. And then I still, I stayed working for them all through high school. Um, so 16 through 19. Um, but I did have two other jobs and then I was a waitress and then I also worked at our local Dairy Queen. Gotcha. Um, and it would just kind of like be whatever, what I wasn't working one, I was working at the other. Um, and this was because I chased happiness. And I say that because I chased like material things. So Mm. I wanted Hollister, everything. And my mom was like, I'm not buying Hollister. And I'm like, then I'll get two jobs. So I marched my happy ass and got two jobs. And I wore a Hollister sweatshirt to to freaking school every single day. You can ask, you could ask anybody I went to high school with. That is what I wore every day because I was like, I freaking earned this and I'm going to wear them. And it was, I think I had six of them. And I wore five of them a week. Like, I didn't care how, you know, what it was. So work work ethic has always been in my bones. Like not having a job has been, never been something that I have ever had. Like since I was 14, I've always had a job. And it's weird to me um, why I wasn't an entrepreneur sooner. So I wasn't an entrepreneur until I became a Beachbody coach. And it honestly wasn't that wasn't what I started doing. I literally was miserable in my life and I needed to have something, an outlet. And I became a coach because I was tired of paying full price for my products and the products were working for me. So I was like, okay, how do I get a discount? And I just started sharing on social. Um, The typical story that I think a lot of people like just kind of graze over, but I really just started sharing my stuff on social. And honestly, I have been plus size my whole life. So anybody and everybody that I knew at that time, they were all people that physically knew me. Like, already knew me in person right so watching me work out they were like oh good for you I'm so proud of you I'm so proud of you and then it just kind of came into like hey I don't know if you saw but like Kyra is working out like if you want to try it so word of mouth was really how my business took off and then I was being pretty successful on Facebook and I just kind of a lot of got about a backlash and people weren't really like loving on my stuff like they were other people's and I was just like what's your problem you know like why aren't you loving on my things so then I just turned to Instagram and I was like listen Facebook I'm done with you like I'm not gonna sit here and try and figure out why you don't love me I'm just gonna go somewhere where I can find the people who do love me and I took on Instagram like like it was my job literally (laughs) um and it really has become my job of that's where I get all of my business is through Instagram. I find people who are like me in like-minded community who are, have same kind of, excuse me, same kind of goals as me. And that really has where I, where I have bloomed and blossomed into the business that I have now. Okay. Well, that goes into my next questions was like, where, what is your current job and what do you, what do you currently do? How do you feel about what you do? What drives you? So like all of those questions in one, like, please feel free to list all the things that you do again, which you kind of mentioned earlier, but like, you know, touch on them as much as you want and tell me what exactly you do. You did mention a beach body coach. You mentioned a podcast again, these are not shameless plugs. Plug them on in, baby. So I am, I'm a lifestyle coach is what I would like to say more than anything, because 
I can get you to work out. I can get you to get your meal plan. And if we're being honest, you can go to Instagram and you can get those yourself. But right. the thing is like, you don't have community. You don't have a company like uh, accountability mm-hmm. without that. So my job is to get you set up with the workouts and the meal plans, but it's also to get you into a group where you don't feel like you're alone. You feel like you are a part of something where you are reminded that we all struggle because so many times we get set in our heads that we're going to start this journey. We're going to do A, B, and C, and it's going to be easy. And then we hit our first hiccup and then we're like, why, why is this happening to me? Why is this so hard? Well, it's hard for everybody. And the point of having these groups is to remind you it's okay to struggle. It's okay to have hard times, but don't stop unload your bag there. Like girl, just like take a breather, pick them back up and start running again. Yes. So that's one of the things that I do for sure. And then with running my business through Instagram, it really, I was just going in my Instagram stories every day and kind of running through my day, telling him all the things. And every day when I would work out, I would give them this rant of like, don't you tell me you want this and then sit on the couch and watch Netflix for five hours. Like right. I would just get in their face of, you know, I kind of called out their bullshit. I was getting messages all the time asking me like, is there a way we can save these? I love these rants. Like they're what I need. And I was like, why don't I start a podcast? So yes. that's what I did. And that's my other job. Like I monetize from coaching. Um, that is my full-time income. That is what I do full-time. Mm-hmm. And then my other, my side job is through my podcast. And I do that literally every single week and I make money doing that. And then from there, it has become my brand. It's called Be You Unapologetically. And then that brand, I have girls who like love to quote me or will say things. So I'm like, I'm just going to create a t-shirt line. So then now I also have a t-shirt line that I am yes. creating and just, to where you can wear clothes that make you feel like your voice is being heard. So like right now I have a line that says, hustle your heart out. One that says like, love your selfie. I have the one that says, be the light, because that yes. is my biggest thing. Like that's, if there is anything that you would take away from me is called be the light, because there are so many people who are fighting storms and fighting battles that you don't know about. It's not your job to know their storm. It's your job to be the light just be the light to show them that there is a possibility to feel better. Like even if you have a really shitty childhood where your parents don't spend time with you and they didn't Mm -hmm. come to your prom and your mom doesn't show up to your wedding, like who cares if that happens, you're showing the person who's going through that same struggle, they can come out on the other side. So be the light. And then the last one that I have is girl gang, because that is what I believe in. I believe in community. I believe in locking arms with your girls who believe in the same things you do and showing up unapologetically. So yes. that is what I do for my. <laughs> so that's it. Just, just that, that's all. <laughs> just, yes. Oh man. And honestly, um, I mean, and you already know this, but for anybody listening that doesn't like, I call you my queen because I mean it. Not only are you just a queen to yourself, but like you are my queen in such an important way in my life because you were the bright and are continue to be the bright shining light. And, and we've had many conversations about this and I always say it, it's, you know, I like the part in I Am Legend where he says, light up the darkness. Like there's a part where there's like a bunch of pitch black and then there's this light. Like, I mean, and he even mentions it and, and just, I'm getting all over the place, but realistically, like you, if you were not authentically and unapologetically you, and you already know this and I'm getting to hear this from other people all the time because you are helping him so much. If you were not you 1000% yourself, I would not be able to be who I am 1000% myself. And I'm pretty real. I've always been kind of pretty real, but like now I'm working on a 100% of the time, kind of, yeah, we're going to say 100% of the time, like 
there's always room for growth, but like without what you do, I would not be here doing what I do. And, you know, I can be a talker all day long, but if you're talking about bullshit, you know, you could, what is it? Um, I think it says something about being the, if you're the most confident person in the room or the loudest person in the room, you can lead a bunch of damn idiots. Okay. That's not the case here. The case is you are being your best self and being the bright light that you are, your blessed and release, what has nothing to do with you, not your monkey, not your circus, you know, things that concern you, you're taking care of business and being the light for everybody. And you mentioned community, like, Yes. I'm all that's why I have you on the Queen series because you, you emulate, I think is the word I want, what I consider to be queen. You know what I'm saying? So yes, okay, yes. And I'm gonna make sure to link all yes. your goodies, all your your social medias, uh, your podcast, your website, uh, everything that's Kyra Carlin, the Kyra Carlin, uh, all that will be in the show notes, you guys, because when I say these things, y'all know I don't like bullshit. You know I don't like fake faux or fraudulent anything. This girl here now, she a queen and she, and there's nothing wrong with me praising her like that. And there's especially nothing wrong. I think this is important with her praising her like that, because what did she do? She taught her beautiful daughter Cadence to look in the mirror and not go, oh, mommy, is that a fat roll? Oh, mommy, I feel like shit today. Oh my, no, she says, I look pretty. And she means it and (laughs) believes it. And I, I love that. And again, had you not been and continue to be the light that you are in the darkness and lighting up the darkness that little girl wouldn't be the same you know what I'm saying and so it comes all full circle I'm getting that weepy moment again like (laughs) I just love you so fucking much y'all hear us say that a lot because I can't help but say it some places you know you can't be dropping the f-bomb I don't mind dropping it here but at the same time so fucking much is something I can say and not offend so many people because you know, words are words, but really I do love this woman so fucking much because she's also at the point now where she ain't afraid to say, this is me. Y'all like it bad or there's the door or even more so I'm sorry. You feel that way. You going to miss out. <laughs> and that's sorry. Not sorry. Yes, like That yes. is my theme song. If I am going to speak somewhere like you better believe that is on blast because yes. that is where that is where this has come. Like that is where I've come from. That is where, that's how I'm able to be the light because it's literally me being me mm-hmm. unapologetically. Like mm-hmm. it, it cannot be any more for full circle to me because yeah. it's like, that's how I've created what I've created. Like yeah. I think back of being a new baby coach um, and just praying for a couple workers. Yeah. And it's like, if I could only, if I only knew then what I know now, like the legacy that I am truly leading of women yes. who are believing in themselves, it's not even the business. It's like, I think of a couple of my leaders who have daughters who are under four. four. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, look at what you as a person is doing for their mom Mm-hmm. So that their children can literally live a life of happiness. Like I gave myself goosebumps. It's like, <laughs> look, I'm gonna be I real just, explicit. Nipples are hard right now, just because the I'm same thing so happened to me. Like, oh, like I just get, I get. You forget, you forget to give yourself praise. You forget to be like, but I did mm-hmm. this because there's so many times that we think of the things that we're not doing enough of. And I am just as guilty of this. Today I was counting, like, I have to do A, B, and C before Thursday. Like, that is what I was doing. But it's like these moments right now where you remember, you're like, 
but look at what you're doing for, you know, I can think of their names, like these girls specifically at the very front of my face right now that I'm like, look at her daughter, like, look at what you're doing for her daughter. Mm -hmm. So maybe the same thing goes for you as you're listening to this. Like, you know, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what your goals are. I don't know what you're trying to push for, but like, if you want to create a new board game, like dude, create the board game. Because think about this, quit thinking about how much money you're going to make, who's going to buy it. Quit thinking of that. Instead, think about the freaking memories that you are going to help other families create. Yes. Then tell me you don't feel like staying up late and finishing the board game. Tell me mm-hmm. you don't feel like working. When I have times where I don't feel like pushing, when I want to take a break, when I want to sit down and, you know, go, go half-ass on something, right. I think, if my daughter asks me why, am I okay with giving her my excuse? Mm. Repeat that. Are you, you said you're basically answering the question of your daughter being like, mom, are we giving up? And you're like, yeah. Okay. With three, am I okay with giving her my excuse as to Mm. why I'm not showing up? Mm. You know, I don't feel like sending messages. I don't feel like making a post. I don't feel like checking in with my challengers. And when my daughter asks me why, and I want to tell her, well, it's because I'm tired. I really want to do blah, blah. Like when I, if I can give her my excuse, if I'm okay, if I am actually okay with giving her that excuse, then you're fine. Right. But if you want to change it, how many times when someone asks you something, you have to add a little something to a story mm-hmm. to make sure that the story leans your way. Yep. If you feel the need to do that, you are not showing up your best self. And that's right. what I ask every single day. Am I showing up as my best self today? That right. is how I get through every single day. Oh, and you know, when you were saying that about the legacy that you're leaving, it kind of reminded me of something Gary V mentioned and this sounds morbid, but if you just take it for the realness that it is, he says he constantly, and this, I mean, maybe he's crazy, I don't know, but I love him. He mentions he's constantly thinking about who is going to show up at his funeral. Yes, and that comes 100%. back to the legacy thing. Like, obviously your family and your friends are going to be at the funeral, but are you, are you also going to have the most random of random people that you literally truly reached because you were what? the light in the darkness. So I, I like that because not only are you doing what you do for you extension, for your child, for your daughter, for your, your family, for your, in it, continue it like it can, and the ladies and the women that you're changing their lives and continue. And then just a random stranger on the internet that feels so down that she's not even sure if she should live anymore. She sees your bright pink, beautiful hair and wonderful self and goes, oh shit, wait a minute now, you know, hold up. And that, that's that legacy. And that's, you know, so I love that. I love that, that you say that, especially about the, is this excuse worth, you know, mentioning it. So again, again, if it's not, a, if it's worth it to or to say like, oh, this, you know, I can't do X because of this. And it's a real valid reason. That's a reason. But if it's an excuse, you're going to be like, yeah, well, and then like you said, add on at the end, like, yeah, yep. I feel that mm, I should probably start implementing that a little bit more. We're <laughs> learning today, folks. We're learning. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so kind of the last thing here, um, it says three to five, but what are three to five or less personal professional goals in life that you are going to achieve? You've already, in my mind, achieved so much, but something I think I heard from your podcast and from your mouth before you keep on going, baby. There's so much more that you can continue. Like, you don't want to just be like, oh, well, I've already done all of this. I've reached the top. No, no, no end game in sight. Right. So that's super, it's a great question because it's hard for me because, um, I reached my year end goal in August of this year. And so it was kind of the same thing. It's like, now what, you know, and it, it came down to, it's like, well, you know, 
it was a Forrest Gump situation. If I'm, if I come this far, I might as well keep running. Yeah. So it's like, all right. So I've reached really big business goals. So now it's time to set the bar higher. So for me personally, it's breaking six figures this year with my okay. coaching business. Um, and it's going to be a push, but I want to do it. Like yeah. I am, you know, not done till the fat lady sings. And mm -hmm. that's what I'm going to go after. Like, I want to see if I can, like, what happens if I don't quit? Yeah. So that for sure is like one of the top goals that I have, which coincides with not necessarily me making more money. Cause I know that could be what it sounds like. It's like, Oh, all she wants to do is make more money. But with our business, the way to make more money is more people believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to have more women believe in the legacy that they are creating, that right. they are helping more women. So it's, for a long time, I thought I had to make successful goals based on numbers, meaning like I had to help X amount of people. Yeah. Now I'm like, I want to help more people help more people. So, you know, one of the biggest goals for sure is reaching six figures. Then after that is becoming a top coach in our company. And the reason that it is, is because I want to know the women that are under me who are pushing for these really big goals believe in them so much that they can't help but believe in themselves like right. i want them to borrow the belief that i have in them until they're ready to believe in themselves and the same thing goes for them so then they're going to believe in themselves so much that their girls are going to believe in them yeah so that's another thing and then personal goal is definitely being more present and that is an everyday goal but it's something that I think will always have to be a goal that I set I don't think sure. there's ever going to come a time no matter the success in my business where I'm just gonna not have to worry about doing it I'm you know all of a sudden mm -hmm. I'm gonna have more time I'm never gonna have more time but I do have the ability to be more present and I do want to be able to pay in full in cash for a family vacation those are my goals like okay and not not the quick trip, you know, the weekend getaway, but like, I want to fully fund a vacation for my family. Yeah. Oof. Whew, more tingles, more, well, I won't say nipples, but anyway, yeah, uh, goosebumps galore. <laughs> like, those are pretty, pretty awesome goals. Harry Scary, as you, I think you said before, but mm -hmm. the cool thing is like, knowing you and knowing the place and being at the place I'm at now, like, I don't look at that and go like, mm, man, she's got a, I mean, she's got a lot of work to do, but it's, it's more of a like, man, that's going to be so cool when you do that, when you yeah. do that, when mm -hmm. you do that, you know what I mean? Like when you're there and when it happens, like, that's why I put it in the, in the, uh, the way I worded it was that you are going to achieve because I have zero, literally, if it was able to be negative doubts, but I have zero, zero doubts that you're going to achieve those. That's, that's pretty awesome. I really like that. So the last question that I have is what would be your best piece of advice, tip, trick, whatever you want to call it, tool, but your best piece of advice to give to the queens out there that are listening just in general? What is your, your best tip or like, you know, first thing that you would say, like, this is what you need to do? So the thing that you're scared of, go mm -hmm. do it. So that means maybe you want to be a fashion blogger. Whatever you spend your time admiring, go mm -hmm. be that. So like I said, if you want to be a fashion blogger, quit watching all these people do it. Quit watching other people be successful at it. Mm -hmm. Go do it. Maybe you're looking at a book or podcast or something, whatever you feel mm -hmm. like you're spending your time doing, yeah. watching other people do it, go do it. And you're going to suck. 
You're going to have no idea what you're doing. You're going to fail, but you will literally be so much farther along by showing up trying versus watching everybody else get success. The people who have success didn't get it overnight. They got it by showing up and failing their first time, by getting up and showing and trying and failing and sucking. So whatever you feel like, maybe it's your Instagram, that's the best way for me to describe it, but whatever you go to on your Instagram to look for, whatever the first thing you're going to look for, go be that. Go be that blogger, go be the fashion designer, go be the photographer, go be the makeup artist. Just go do it because you're not going to get any farther along by watching someone else be successful. Mm. Mm. Whew. Okay. That, that right there. I, uh, you gave me the same tingles Denzel gave me in his speeches. Okay. Like just, I really, really can't say how much, I mean, I can say, and I will say how much I appreciate you. I appreciate your time coming on here. You know, again, explaining to me quality time love language really just like shifted my my thoughts. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yes, it took us some time to get this together, but like, you really, we continued to make it happen and you did it and you showed up for me and like, you know, again, whew, I'd give you a hug right now if I could, but this quality <laughs> time that you're giving me is just as good as a, a good long squinch. I do love a good squinch. So that's a weird word for hug. I don't know why I say that. Anyway. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to cut it right there. I think I could go on and on and on with you. We could chat for days. We already know that. I, again, want to say a huge, huge thank you so much for just, one, being on here, telling us about your Absolutely. personal life, all that stuff, but more so giving us some wisdom, some tools, tricks, tips, things that you do in your daily life to not only make your life better, which again is just a trickle effect that extends out and reaches into everybody else as yes. obviously, you know, I, the, the one thing I will say this, you have your own podcast. Like we talked about again, that is be you unapologetically podcast by Kyra, Kyra Carlin. Um, uh, I would have never, ever done a podcast myself had it not been for your podcast. Isn't and that so crazy? I, I literally had, and I think I told you this later. I have still a book, a huge binder full of, this is how you do this on Instagram. This is how you do this on a podcast. This is how you, like all this shit that not that it's not helpful, but like all I did was literally print off and kill trees after trees after trees and looked at it and then did nothing with it until at one point I heard you like literally Nike insert here, just do it like the get only success you're gonna have is through action it's yes. not through thought it's not through planning mm -hmm. planning is great it will get you where you think you need to go yeah action is the only thing that's actually going to bring you success and yes. that's what i hope and pray to preach all the yes. time through my podcast through my instagram through my coaching through my boot camps all the things the only way you're going to get where you want to go is by taking action no yes. one got where they wanted to go by watching someone else be successful. Mm. So I thank Facts. you so much for having me, sister. Yeah. I appreciate your time and your energy and your quality time, especially. Um, mm. This was great. I loved it so much. It was like yeah. free therapy. Whew. Ditto, ditto. Okay, well, I'm gonna cut it there before I keep on going. And I, I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you so much, boo. Thank you, sister. Have a good night. You too. Thank you guys so much for listening to Be You Unapologetically podcast. I would appreciate it if you could subscribe and maybe give me a rating for what you love about this podcast. 
I appreciate all the reviews and your love and support means more to me than you will ever know. 